We pray that Lord you continue to minister to us. You are the almighty God. The all-knowing God. The greatest. The one that is above all self No one can match your level. You are bigger than the biggest. You are greater than the greatest. Thank you, Father. I want us to open up our hearts. in a moment even as we prepare ourselves to receive that which God has in store for us His presence is tangible in this place God is here
Lord, we are ready. May you minister to our lives. Yes, Lord. We give you our hearts, Lord. We give you our minds. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. Okay, so I want us to follow each other so that we may not miss that which God has in store for us. So we are going to basically talk about how, how do you get established in the face? But then before I go to the points I have for today, let me share a few things about faith that will enlighten you. I'm not just talking about the faith that many people claim to have. I'm talking about the kind of faith that produces results. Just like I mentioned last week, Zambia is called a Christian nation, so almost every person that you meet, including those that are living a world and worldly life, they will tell you, well, we are born again. So we are not talking about the kind of faith that many people claim to have, but the kind of faith that will distinguish you from the rest. Now, let me start from here. One of the major reasons why the Lord establishes, the Lord has ordained, and one of the reasons why the Lord has sent teachers and preachers in the body of Christ is to deal with the issue of unbelief, the issue of fear, okay, the enemy of faith. Because this is where someone fails to believe um, whether something is true. There are some people that fail to believe if the word of God is, is dependable. And yet there are some people who fail to believe if things will ever change in their lives. This is something that Jesus encountered when he went to Nazareth. Let's go to Mark chapter 6. We're going to start from, the, uh, from verse 5. Now, this is the Lord Jesus. Now, you can imagine the Bible says, He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Now, I think there was something about those few sick people that were healed. So, many people were supposed to be healed in this place, but he could not do any miracles there. Now this shows you and I that it's not true that you know like we believe that you are able to see that in this particular place God wanted everybody was going to be healed. But the Bible tells us he could not do any miracles there except he laid hands on a few sick people that were healed. Now, I know there is a place where you can have corporate and belief. Okay? Corporate and belief where as a group you've experienced you've expressed unbelief in God, but there is also a place where as an individual, you may not be growing as expected. Now, the next verse, which is verse 6, is going to make us understand 
is going to make us understand what was going on. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Okay? He was amazed. Now, Jesus was shocked at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. I'm sure you are able to pay attention now. Okay? You are able to understand what I'm trying to communicate. So after he was amazed at their lack of faith, what did he go on to do? He went about teaching. So you are able to see that one of the great antidotes, cures, and solutions to this lack of faith, which is the presence of fear, is exposing ourselves to the truth. So he went about their village. He was teaching from village to village. So the more you are exposed to the truth, the more you are building and growing in your face. Just like the more you are exposing yourself to lies, the more your faith is getting affected. The more you are exposed to the truth, the more light will shine on the dark areas in your life. And the more you are overcoming doubts and fears. Romans 10. The 17, the Bible says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. Now, the word consequently there, it shows you that faith is a consequence. You see that? Faith is a consequence of what you hear. Faith is a result of what you pay attention to. The same is true about fear as well. You can either be feeding your face or feeding your fears by what you have chosen to pay attention to. But then, when you talk about how faith comes, it comes from hearing. And now, what do you listen to? The Bible says, from the message that is heard through the word of Christ. So whatever is contrary to the word of Christ does not build fear in you. It builds, does not build faith in you. It builds fear in you. That is why we must always ask ourselves questions. What and whose report have you believed? So this also shows you that what you subject your attention to is very important. What you are learning by the day is very important. We are not supposed to learn everything. You are not supposed to pay attention to everything. Because it's either you are building your face or you are building your fears. Why do I say so? A lot of things that people are believing even today have been built by what they have paid attention to. 
Some people will tell you not could be the person because So be very careful what you hear around you. Because don't, don't build a doctrine around what people say. Because what people say is not gospel truth. Are we clear on that one? So we are, as believers, we are supposed to mind what we believe. We are supposed to believe the word of God. So the same way faith is built by believing as well as paying attention to the truth. When you begin to pay attention to the opposite of truth, you are also building something else in your life. And that is why fear has taken root. And many people have got doubts in their lives because they have given their attention to bad news. They have given their attention to ungodly stuff. So you, you now understand why we need to be taught the word of God. Because the word of God is what will begin to flush out. Is what will begin to overcome. The things that we have believed that, that are not of God. So our experiences do not change the word of God. It is the word of God that is supposed to change our experiences. So the fact that you've experienced something does not make what you believe true. Sometimes you can believe a lie and a lie may look like it's, it's true, but it's not true. It's only looked like it's true because you've empowered it. You've believed it. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 17. I want to show you something there. This is one of the most misunderstood portions of scripture in the Bible. There are people that have believed um, as long as I have faith as small as a mustard seed. So they have taken it to say God wants us to have faith, small face. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You don't even need a lot of faith. All you need is small face. So this is one of the most misunderstood scriptures in the word of God. So he replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mount baby tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. It will obey you. So many people have interpreted this scripture to say it just takes a little face. You just need a little face. And that's the reason why they don't want to grow in their face. Because they believe as long as you believe in a big and great God, it's okay to stay in your small face. Now, beloved, little faith that refuses to grow and step out of the comfort zone will never produce great results in your life. Little faith that refuses to grow will never produce great faith in your life. 
chikopirira chikuono chamechakangiwa chakana kukula sizakachitako produce pa results ya kulu pa mwewa so if you believe all you need is small faith little faith you are going to remain complacent you are going to remain comfortable where you are needing no growth now some years ago i came across a bible version called waymaps and this scripture was was read differently it made me understand and the author of that version said if you had faith that grows as a grain of mustard seed if you want go and study this scripture okay even just from the greek whatever bible commentary you are going to use you will get to see that jesus was not saying be comfortable with the little faith you have he was saying if you have faith as small that's why it does not say like a mustard tree it says mustard seed how do you appreciate the effect of a seed when you plant it and when it bears fruit that's what we are able to see there so Jesus was saying yes you may have small faith but when that small faith is planted it must give birth to big faith so you need to start growing so the issue of growth is what many believers are struggling with even just our reaction our response to things on earth is determined by our level in the face now this is where I'm understanding it Jesus did say if you have faith as small as a mustard tree or a mustard fruit he said mustard seed and you and I know we don't eat seeds we don't you and I know that even when you go to harvest you don't harvest seeds So the spirit of God has been making me understand this scripture better and in a way that I'm supposed to also help people to understand it. So Jesus was telling us that what we need is to have a faith that grows, not to be comfortable with a tiny with little and small faith. Let no one lie to you. But there is only one dimension of faith. Even Jesus was saying, you of little faith. He was able to say, I've never seen such great. You are able to see that there are different words that were used to, de to describe the level of faith and the kind of faith he was dealing with. And that is why he was saying, after they learned, after you're born again, in Mark chapter 16, he says, and these signs will follow them that believe. Now, 
that faith there is a growing faith in my name. They will speak in new tongues. They will cast out devils. They will lay their hands on the sick. Now, the problem is that people don't read the word of God. Jesus, in another passage, actually explained this particular verse. Let me take you to a place where he explained it. Matthew chapter 13. I want you to pay attention. We can connect. Okay, give us Luke 17. Look at it. Then we are going to go back to. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you are going to say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, it will obey you. Now let's go to Matthew 13. Keep that in mind. Ah, where are we starting from? Let's start from verse 31. He gave them another parable to consider, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a master, what? He's talking about that seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. So this man didn't take his master's seed and be began to eat it. No, he sought it. Because you don't eat a seed. He planted it. He sought it in his field. Now, let's see what happened in verse 32. Of all the seeds planted in the region, that mustard seed is the what? Huh? Is the smallest but when it has grown, it is the largest. It is the largest of the garden herbs and becomes a tree. So Jesus was saying, when it, when it grows, it becomes a what? It becomes a what? It becomes a tree. Go back to Luke 17. We are coming back to verse 32. Jesus is saying, if you have faith as, a, as small as a seed, you will command a tree. Okay? Then in Matthew 13, he's saying, you are not going to command a tree with seed face. Your faith also needs to grow to the, 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 the size of the tree. Amen. You see that? Huh? That's why he says, when it has grown, it is the largest of the garden and becomes a tree. So that the birds of the air find shelter in its branches. Do you, do, you, do you know why some people can't even help? They have need to face. Do you know why some people are still they have need to face? When the Bible is saying, so that the birds of the air find shelter, it's talking about you becoming a blessing where people can come and take shelter, where people can come and get help from. You are not going to hold on to say, no, Jacob, you know, even with the little you have, you say, you know what? My, the material things I have are small, but my faith is big. I'm going to share. Hallelujah. No, your faith is small. It's, it's not that what you have is small, it is your faith that is small. Because if your faith is big, you are going to release the small thing you have and the bigger thing will come. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Is this what I plan to preach today? So the mustard seed is small. But Jesus clearly has told us when it has grown. So the problem is not with the result. The problem is with lack of cross. Growing face is what will give you growing results. Big faith is what will give you big things. So what Jesus was saying is what we find in Romans chapter 1 verse 17. We grow from faith to faith. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from from faith to faith. You are growing from little faith to great faith. Hallelujah. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. There is a place where you don't live because you have faith in your bank account. You don't live because you've got faith in you, in your degree. You don't live because you've got faith in your human connections. But the Bible says the righteous, for you as a child of God, you live by what? By faith. When people are telling you, no, we to be the people every day. Ah, I know, we are not against that. But even if a bank of many people is going to be 500, we are still going to manage more bad. We live by faith. So now, you cannot move a tree with seed face. You need to have a tree-sized faith to move a tree-sized problem. Just like you cannot move a mountain with a seed kind of faith, you need to have mountain-moving face. Hallelujah. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I, I know many people have quoted this scripture. But I want you to see something there. I always say this and I'll keep saying it. Always pay attention to the word of God. But then, paying attention is not enough. You should pray that God opens your, your eyes and your understanding. That's what Paul was telling the Ephesians. Pray that he may open the eyes. Okay, that scripture is deep. It may open the eyes of your understanding. So many people, some people are able to understand, but their eyes are closed. Now, pay attention. If I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and I possess all knowledge, and if I have, the Bible does not say if I have faith, it says if I have all, all, all faith. You see that word? And now the Amplified also helps us to say if you have sufficient. For some of you, you go in the spiritual realm, let me be honest with you, and you are told you've got insufficient credit in your face. I'm telling you. And if I have all sufficient face, it takes a man and a woman of face to face certain things. People must be able to ask you, and you tell them to say, you know what, my faith is in God. 
object when it talks about if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains. Removing mountains will need. You study that scripture. Sufficient or faith refers to developed, grown faith. It is not just faith there. So your confession is largely affected by, um, by either the amount of faith or the amount of fear. But one believer, is determined by the amount of Let's read it again. If I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains. So the kind of faith that moves mountains is sufficient, growing, developing faith. So in Matthew 17, we, we read a scripture that Jesus is on the Mount of Transfiguration. Remember that account. And he's not alone. He's with Peter, James, and John. So, please, when, when, when you preach from that scripture, don't say, the twelve disciples of Jesus failed to cast out the demon. No, it was not the twelve. It was nine. Because three were Jesus on the mountain. So now, there was a man who came to the disciples of Jesus. And his son was a lunatic. In simple terms, we can say the young man was insane. Okay? He had a disorder of the mind. That's what it means to, to, to be a lunatic. He was insane. His mind was not properly functioning. Now, this caused the young man to actually find himself falling into the fire, into the water. So the nine apostles tried all the gymnastics to deliver this point, but there was no success. Give us Matthew 17, verse 16. So when you see that scripture, when, 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 when the father said, I brought him to your disciples, he's not referring to all of them. He's talking about the nine disciples because the Peter, James, and John were with the Lord Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. That's the moment when they saw um, Elijah and Moses. You remember the time? I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. <laughs> okay, this is quite strong. They could not cure him. Now, give us verse 17 to 19 quickly. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. Faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Now, just there, give us, change it to KJV. I want to explain something that's going to help you. KJV. Oh, faithless and perverse generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer? Bring him here to me. Now, take it back to NKJV. 
and we're going to be sitting. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Another version says immediately, instantly. Okay, let's go to verse 20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, that's what I was looking for. For assuredly, I said to you, if you have faith, he's talking about what we're talking about. That's where it comes from. For if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there. <laughs> and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. Now, I want you to notice one thing. I can boldly say, the writers of this particular scripture missed it somewhere. When Jesus was saying, Oh, faithless generation. He was referring to the period they were living in, people never really had faith. But for the apostles, when told them you and belief, now that word and belief there does not mean the apostles had zero faith. I want you to follow me. Because if they never had faith, they were not even going to try. So what Jesus was telling them there is that the problem you encountered was bigger than the faith you have. So they had they had small faith and the problem was big. That's why he, he went back to what we are looking at. He was now telling them, if you have faith as a mustard seed, and we've already explained, he was telling them, if you have growing faith, you were going to easily say to this mountain, move, and the mountain was going to obey you. So he was telling them, the problem in front of you, the mountain in front of you was bigger than your face, so you could not cast out the demon. Hallelujah. Because you can imagine they came to Jesus and obviously they were telling him, Master, we tried. We said in the name of Jesus, come out. Nothing was happening. We shook the boy. <laughs> we shook him. He went down. Nothing was happening. We, we threw him in the air. They tried to do all manner of explanations. But you know what? Just the connection. When they asked him, why could we not do it? Jesus switches the conversation and starts talking about faith. So there is a direct relationship between the results you get and the faith you have. I hope you get it. There is a direct what? Relationship between the results you get and the level of your face. So in other words, Jesus was saying, if you are going to have growing faith, nothing shall be impossible to you. So beloved says, as long as you are comfortable with little faith, you will achieve little or nothing. So it's very clear that many people are trapped in the prison of fear, in a place where they are not walking in their abundance of God's preservation in the abundance of God's provision. And that is why in Isaiah we are able to see 
God saying, you will not fear what they fear. You are not going to call conspiracy what they call conspiracy. If you find people say, I'm a disaster, just uh, not me. My blood is bitter. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. But if you are going to say, ah, Kaya. Sometimes, also you can put on me. Kaya, you know what you can No. God has already spoken. So we need to begin to agree with what God has said. So many people are living in fear. Most people actually fail. They lose. And they are overcome. Even before they start. Because of fear in them. How do you expect to walk in victory? When you are starting something with Kaya Kaya. How do you expect to be victorious if your confession is not from a place of victory? So we need to move from glory to glory and from faith to faith. So now, let me share three points with you today and we'll be done shortly. How can you build your faith? How can you grow your faith and starve, suppress, as well as overcome your fears? Number one, mind what you feed on. Mind what you pay attention to. Mind what you feed on. Mind what you pay attention to. Because what you listen and pay attention to eventually has you. Eventually has got power over you. You cannot feed on negativity and expect to walk in victory. You cannot feed on negativity and expect to have positive thoughts. You cannot feed on negativity and expect to experience victory in all angles of your life. It's good to be updated with what's happening in the world. But don't listen to BBC more than you listen to the word of God. Mm -hmm. World news is full of bad news. Because bad news sells. Do you know that in the world, what sells most is bad news? And that is why when they hear, they will come quickly to come and capture whatever is happening. Nowadays, when there is an accident, they would rather be capturing and not helping the people. Why? Because bad news sells. But for you as a believer, mind what you feed on. Psalms 119 verse 11. I've hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Now from the Amplified, the Bible says your word I have treasured and stored in my heart that I may not sin against you. So your reaction, your response to things is determined by what is stored on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Amen. So you cannot store the word of God and still confess defeat. Don't believe the rumors. Don't believe the propaganda. Don't buy into the myths that people are believing.
say the word of God. That will set you free. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. It is the word of God that will flash out lies. It is the word of God that will bring about light in your life. And it is the word of God that will give you victory over your fear. Psalms 119 verse 130. The entrance of your word gives light. So, it's either visited a mutima or on yari, a lot of people. All of them are going to come back to the very The entrance of your word gives light, it gives understanding to the simple. It is the word of God that will make you extraordinary. Sometimes you may not have money. You may come from a despised family, but the Bible says the word of God is able to give you understanding even though you are simple in the eyes of those who are looking at you. Don't forget when the anointing of the Lord came upon, was it so or David? The Bible says he became another man. So there is a deep revelation there. It is the word of God. It, it is the truth, the, the, the right information that will give you boldness, that will make you uncommon in this life, that will cause you to be smart. You will be wise and you are going to be successful. Number two, which is our second last point. Pray every day. Pray every day. If you want to overcome your fears, pray every day. If you want to build your faith, pray every day. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So as you pray on a daily basis, that is your, your expression of faith. You are saying, God, the reason why I'm praying before I leave home it is because my faith is not just in the business I'm doing. My faith is not just in the work I do. My faith is in your guidance. When you pray before you eat, you even know God, it is not because I have cooked this food. It is not because I have bought this food, but because I know you are the provider. Amen. So pray every day. They say prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Jesus prayed. So where do you get that example of prayerlessness? If you are a believer, you are going to pray. You can imagine. Few days ago, I was listening to a man of God who said Jesus prayed the whole night before choosing his disciples. So always pray, always pray. Second, I mean, First Thessalonians chapter five, verse seventeen. Pray, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Give us from the amplified. Be unceasing and persistent in prayer. This will help you to grow. Now, let, let me tell you what God told me. You cannot be a prayer warrior and daily be afraid and worried. You can't. It's not possible. You cannot be a prayer warrior and daily be afraid and worried. 
Sunga kale mtu wapembelo wamena zakala danda wa everyday na wamena zakala na manda food everyday. Allah's point for today. How do you build your face? How do you overcome your fears? Mind your association. The people you keep around you are either strengthening your faith or they are building your fears. Are either drawing you closer to God or they are taking you away from God. Haven't you observed that unconsciously Usa shita kisai Jerusalem have a plan sometimes Usaka speza wayambokamba munga wacha watopeno pezikanamu Sometimes you even use the same um, words. You even pronounce the words the same. Haven't you observed? Let me give you a practical scenario. If, let's say, you follow a comedian a lot, haven't you observed that there was a period when many people were following Stefan on Facebook, that comedian guy? And everyone was talking about that. Ibos was a cheat. Ibos was a cheat. You are a product of what you listen to. Now imagine if, if those were sermons and scriptures. You will hear everyone talking about, ah, there is no, there is no one. It's a common phrase on, on social media. People are feeding on it. If people are telling you, maybe social media channel, they are lying to you. Whatever we see there, we are feeding on it. So mind your association. You should always pray, watch and descend. When it comes to who you allow to have access to your life. Allah scripture, Mark chapter 5. Ah, there is something particular about this scripture from the 35. Mark chapter 5. I'm sure we know this scripture. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus. The leader of the synagogue, they told him, your daughter is dead. There is no use trampling the teacher, so just there. Go, go, go back to verse 34 so that people can, can understand where we are getting this from. Okay? Go back to verse 33. This is the woman with an issue of with an issue of blood. While you was still speaking to her so you can get confused. In verse 34 Jesus said your faith give us 34. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Now verse 35. Let me not go deeper. But little faith is believing something will happen while you do nothing about it. That, that's little faith. Like the woman with an issue of blood, if she wanted, she was just going to believe. If Jesus passes in our area, I'm going to get healed. But you can imagine she took a step 
like the Bible says, she forced her away. It's bitter to imagine one pushing up someone who is sick. So she could touch Jesus. Okay, we're not talking about that. I want us to focus on Jairus. So when Jesus was still speaking to her, Jairus and they are telling him to say, ah, what's that? What's that? Tawi, and be yes, one of our Mashtabanji, And this is what happens. There are people that will tell you, no, a more what you are, you are stop it. He also prepared that with someone in hand. They'll tell you that. Let's go to verse 36. But Jesus overheard them. And said to Jairus, don't be afraid. Why? Because your, your fears will overshadow your face. Your fears will kill your face. So Jesus said, don't be afraid. Just have faith. Now, I want you to see what it did. Verse 27. There is something deep here. Now, the Bible says he stopped the crowd and gave a message point your last two verses he could not allow everyone to go with him where he was going if you want to go to your next level not everyone is qualified the Bible says he stopped the crowd that he wouldn't let anyone go with him. So I was And the Bible says, except Peter, James, and John, these are the guys who are with him at the mountain of transfiguration. These are not among the nine that failed to cast out the demon. So there was something different about these three guys. So even in your life, they, they have no right to talk about how you are surviving. They have no right to talk about the food you are eating. They have no right to talk about your marriage. They have no right to talk about the school of your children. They have no right. He could not allow and just anybody to go with him except Peter, James, and John. Let's it. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jairus, Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing. Let's he went inside and he asked the question, why Bangalamaniki Bantua Baka Banchongo? Because we want a sanaf. She's obviously the spot. You see what he did. The crowd laughed at him. The reason why you don't need many people to speak into your life is because some people are going to laugh at you. Amen. When you hear them laugh at you, you're going to get discouraged. Ah, when the business, yeah. There are some people when you hear that you are not going to continue. But have you seen what it did? 
He didn't just push away the first crowd. There was another crowd he chased again. But he made them all, all of them, not everyone is supposed to be around your life when you are facing certain things. Some people will tell you, ah, of America, first fruit church, ah, yeah, ah. There are some people they should not hear you are planning to buy a plot for the church. No, they shouldn't. He made them all leave. What's the rest of the and he took the girl's father, the mother, and three disciples. So when I get Jesus, I tell you what one, I my work. When I get a six, your association is important because your association will affect your confession. And your confession will affect your possession. Let me say it again. But I'm not busy now. But that should affect you. But should confess. Why another picture? Where do we see Bolivia? They were saying we want a fagar. So he didn't need them there. He wanted people that were going to believe with him that the child was just asleep. So when I get a moment, I'm not gonna man. The sporty one. And Jesus holding her hand, he said, Talitha kum. Which means little girl, get up. Let's put it. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. And you remember Jesus said, Pastor Chapel So what's my point? When I was the reason why that could be no more than You are a product of who speaks into your life. If you surround yourself with now imagine if those were prayer groups Imagine if those were Bible studies. And the problem is that Mukamba come my problems. This the just an encourage. They are no solutions. Ah, that's why Jesus chased them. Have you let me tell you one thing? We can even rise to our feet. We are done. We are done. This is my last point. Let, let, let me tell you one thing. This point I, I'm going to tell you may not be popular, but it's the truth. One of the things that will show you are growing in the spirit 
is when you don't entertain a lot of people in your life. You don't even need a sermon. Interest How many have observed? It shows you are growing. And that's the reason why. You are not serious in your Christianity. Your Christianity has not affected them. And that's what happened. So don't isolate yourself from church. Sometimes better that begin to talk about the word of God. Sometimes you can't punch up your fume. I can assure you you are going to grow in the things of God. They are going to remove the way the pastor has given Now, I'm not talking about my fellowships. No. I'm talking about Manzan. So, imagine... That's why you are not growing in your face. Hallelujah. If you are going to do those things, I can assure you growth is your portion. Mind what you pay attention to. Pray every day and mind your association. Then you are going to feed your face and stab your fears. Whether what you need is not deliverance from demons, but deliverance from some people. But deliverance Separate yourself from some places. I want us to pray. We are going to thank God for the word. We are going to appreciate it because I know the Lord has spoken. And we are going to pray and say, God, give me the grace. May I begin to grow in my faith. Hallelujah. May I begin to grow in my faith. May I mind what I pay attention to. May I pray every day. May I mind even the people that surround my life. In Jesus' mighty name, begin to pray. King of glory. In the name of Jesus, we give you the praise and we give you the honor of God. Thank you for speaking to our lives. In Jesus' name, Lord, we are not going to be the same. And King of glory, I pray that you may give us the grace of God to mind what we pay attention to, to mind our association and further to, to have a consistent prayer life in the mighty name of Jesus. In the we can lift up our heads in the name of Jesus I pray your faith is not going to be small I pray that your faith is growing 
I pray that your faith is increasing in the name of Jesus. I declare and I decree that yours is mountain moving faith. Your portion is great faith in the name of Jesus. I pray may the Lord give you the hunger for the word. You will never go a day without reading the word. Without listening to the word. You will never go a day without fellowship. You will never go a day without praying. Prayer is a culture in your life. Prayer is a habit in your life. Prayer is something that is part of your life. And I declare and I pray. May the Lord disconnect any person that is not good for you. May God connect you to the right people. That will build your face. In the name of Jesus. You are blessed. May the Lord be with you.